Hello, beautiful humans. Thank you again for joining me today. This is Christy, and I'm hoping that we can all consciously connect today. And today we're going to talk about silence. Yep, silence. And this won't be a silent um, podcast, but um, silence is something that's kind of tough. And it's definitely something that I would do anything, you know, to avoid. I would go through great lengths to be sure I was never surrounded with silence most of my life. No matter what I was doing, I'd be sure I had on the radio or maybe the TV for some background noise, anything just to give me that noisy comfort. But today I've learned um, how wonderful silence can be. And I rarely turn on anything. I really, I don't really watch TV, not that that's something to strive for or not, but um I, I spend a lot of my day in silence, even in my car. Typically, I have the radio or the Spotify or whatever you're listening to off. I mean, I definitely do listen to music. So I, lis- I listen to a lot of books, um, but I've kind of come to prefer the quiet. And, you know, really, especially with you know, today, look at this world. We're all glued to our cell phones, to text messages, to emails, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It really is even a challenge to have a minute of peace and quiet. Um, and so I find that silence now is my mind's like safe place. It's my little sanctuary. You know, ever since I started to embrace it, I've become healthier, I've become calmer, more peaceful, and just more present in in every aspect of my life. So to me, silence is, is kind of heaven sent. So I'm hoping to share with you guys today why I feel that way. Um... And, you know, of course, this is a topic that one of my very favorites, the late, great Wayne Dyer, used to talk about a lot. And I'm hoping to share why embracing silence is wise. And it's not a sign of weakness or sign of lack of intelligence, which I've heard people mention before if somebody's really quiet. Um, You know, for many of us, being alone is a nightmare and being alone in silence is, is definitely pure torture for a lot of people and it was for me for many, many years. And the reason for this is because silence requires strength and discipline. So really different than, you know, a sign of weakness. The famous scientist Blaise Pascal observed that all a man's miseries derive from not being able to sit quietly in a room alone. Hmm. So if we think about that for a second, how does it make you feel when you're alone or when you're alone in silence? Um, I am hoping that this information is going to help you guys just make a conscious decision to maybe it's just reducing the noise level in your life. You know, because noise isn't a distraction to our highest selves. It kind of keeps our egos on like high alert 
and can rob us of you know our quality of life and it can also be a source of big time stress so learning to take time each and every day for quiet reflection is so important and something that I, you know, I really is, is one of my favorite parts of my entire day every single day is my few moments of quiet time. Now it's taken me more than 10 years to really, really realize what a powerful gift silence or meditation really can be for me. But now I practice it and sometimes I can sink so deep into myself that when I stop, I barely notice that maybe 30, 40 minutes have gone by. What I find is during this silence or meditation time, my crazy monkey mind gets to stop swinging from thought to thought or fear to fear or desire to desire. You know, our brains are just thinking 60,000 thoughts <laughs> every minute. It's kind of, or every day, I'm sorry, it's kind of crazy. So that meditation and that silence is actually a time to take a break and a much, much needed break. And I feel like for most of my life, I had no idea that I really needed this or that it could have been helpful. And I think even if I did hear about it, I probably thought I, I didn't need it. Um, so if we find ourselves anywhere, anywhere along the spectrum, even if you've been meditating for years, Hopefully you'll really, really be able to recognize and see how important that is. Um, you know, sometimes when I come out of a meditation, I can feel really like foggy for a few minutes or I have to drink a lot of water just to kind of feel like I'm awake or kind of feeling somewhat normal again. It's almost as if our bodies can get so disoriented from that silence that it gets kind of confused, like, where are we and what just happened to us? But I know by consistently meditating, I am trying to slowly reprogram that part of myself to be a person who is capable of silence, somebody who embraces silence and really loves silence. And I feel like I've kind of become that, which is a gift, a gift. Um, you know, I'm, I, had, I had to stop telling myself that being silent was harder for me because I was a type A, get everything done really fast, you know, and that I couldn't change myself. Instead, when those thoughts started to creep into my head, I would acknowledge them and just kind of let them flow out the same way that they came in. And don't ever let yourself, you know, continue to tell yourself anything negative. We're all capable of change and we all can do anything that we set our minds to. So remember that deep inside of you, you are capable of doing anything that you put your mind to. That's goodness. Um, and you know, I'm happy that I've gotten so much better at embracing this silence over the years. So if you feel like you struggle with this concept, we all do. And just start by turning off the radio on short drives in the car or turning off the TV maybe 10 to 15 minutes earlier than you normally would, you know, before you go to bed at night. 
just start with real short periods of quietness. And whenever you do take that quiet time, whether it's 30 seconds, whether it's five minutes, whatever the amount of time is, you know, just take a moment to silently thank the source, God, spirit, the universe, whatever it is for everything that you do have in this life and be grateful for what we have. Um, let's see, when we observe, are able to observe our thoughts and really embrace the silence, it's really, really important before we fall asleep at night. You know, they say that whatever you're thinking about, I think it's the last five minutes before you actually fall asleep, which is kind of the time just before our subconscious mind starts to take over. Whatever you're thinking about in those last five minutes, that's what you're going to marinate in for the next eight hours or so, or however long we sleep. So even if that's just where we start, try to spend that time, you know, not running through the struggles of your day or programming yourself with any negative thoughts or fears or anxieties. Instead, take those couple of minutes to to think about what you're grateful for and only bring positive thoughts in during that time. You know, this kind of happens because our subconscious mind, like when we're drifting off into sleep and our subconscious mind takes over, it really can't differentiate between what we're really experiencing and what we're thinking. So that's why those last five minutes are really, really important. I mean, you should try to do it throughout your entire day. Anytime I feel a negative thought creep in, I make sure I quickly change it around to the positive because our mind kind of acts in alignment with what thoughts we're putting out there into the world. And I know I've said this many times and many great people before me have said that, you know, our thoughts become things. They really, really do. So whether it's just a thought, it becomes real to our subconscious minds. So this is, you know, that's why they say we kind of get what we think about, whether we like it or not. And my kids, especially my son, because he's home with me all the time, um, they know that I really don't like any time I hear them say something negative or they're having negative thinking or they're never going to get accomplished this or they're going to fail this or whatever. You know, thoughts really become things. It's something that is said daily in my home. And by trying to acknowledge that and just recognize when you have a negative thought come in or you say something negative to your, yourself, just notice it let it go and then we can start to program ourselves to only think about what was good in our day what we're really grateful for and by doing that that's kind of telling our subconscious mind that we want more of that we want more of that good stuff if we keep feeding it with negative stuff the universe is going to feel that's what we want to have So now that I really understand this and I've seen it work, I've seen it in my life work and it's something I practice every day, you know, I always do my best to consciously shift into positive thinking, especially before bedtime. Each night, my son and I will say a little prayer, little 
thank you, whatever you want to call it. And think about how grateful we are for all the things that happen in our day, for all the things that we have in our life. And, you know, we pray that we want peace and love and more joy to come into our world. And I feel like this really is the most lovely way to to drift off into my nightly slumber. And when we are quiet and we focus on our thoughts, we're able to recognize, you know, what types of thinking patterns that we have going on. And, you know, we start to see different things. Oh, this is how I react to this. And then we're able to change those ones that don't work for us anymore. Hopefully, we all continue to grow, to evolve, to become more conscious. And when we give ourselves that silence or that quiet time, even for a couple of minutes a day, it, it helps us to recognize things. Um, Wayne Dyer always preaches in many of his lectures and many of his books as well, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And he actually has one of his books is entitled this. Um, so there's an entire book on this topic. And I feel this book and really all of his books are just such amazing teachers and have been have been such great things, great books for me to read. And I've learned so much that has changed my life. And they were all simple. It was just a matter of changing our thoughts. Uh, And when I started to notice this firsthand, I was able to much more easily cancel out those thoughts that didn't serve me anymore and replace them with good thoughts. And my whole world changed. My life began to look more like I wanted it to, rather than, oh, this is kind of just life happening to me. I mean, how wonderful is that? Changing our thoughts, we change our life. Highly recommend his book. Um, You know, I grew up going to a Catholic school for many years and we learned, you know, there that you could only talk to God or whatever you experienced when we were in church with our hands folded, kneeling on the ground. And what I've learned by practicing, and I'm not a practicing Catholic is what I grew up. Um, I'm not, I don't really practice any religion per se. Um, but I do practice kindness and love and goodness. And by having that silent time, that's where you can start to see, to see God or spirit or whatever you believe makes this wonderful universe go in everything. And in every single one inside of myself, in every single one of you, and I realized that we, we can talk to God at any time. It's, every, it's deep inside of us. You know, we just need to quiet down. And Herman Melville once wrote that God's one and only voice is silence. And I find that really, really to be something so true. When we embrace silence, It's like we're allowing God or our intuition or our inner calling, again, whatever you want to call it, to speak up really loud and really clear. And I feel this is the key to being able to connect with our true selves 
and the key to what's going to bring really profound healing and growth into your life. When I was growing up, we also had lots of talking and yelling and fighting in our household. And I guess I never realized how not peaceful this was because it was, you know, it just, that's how it was. I thought everybody's houses were like that. And now when I experience anything like this, yelling or fighting or loudness, you know, anything where you're being really noisy with volatile people, it makes me feel anxious and I start to not feel really well. You know, it took me being able to become silent and turning into my inner self to notice this and to realize, whoa, this is not something that I I like going on in my world. And now I try my best to make my household much, much different than that and to keep it peaceful no matter what's going on, no matter what we have happening. And I can tell you that I see the ease, I see the calm, I see the security that my son feels knowing without even really knowing or thinking or talking about it that, you know, his home is a place of of safe and tranquility and quiet and loving kindness. You know, this same thing also, you know, applies like that applying to our outer world and how it is for others goes on for what's happening inside of our own heads. When we have the volume turned way, way up in our heads, you know, I know I feel extra stressed out. So when your mind is jumping, that monkey mind jumping from thought to thought, thing to thing, fear, whatever it is, um, we start to feel stressed out. And when my mind is quiet, it just kind of allows my thoughts to come and go. And I feel much more calm, really relaxed. It is, it is amazing. And for me, one of the best ways to turn that sound down is to either connect with my breath or to get outside and connect with the earth. I recognize God in nature more than a church, a temple, or any kind of place of worship. You know, we can truly see this glorious universe when we're outside and just the look at the way that everything in nature in nature works and i feel very beyond blessed that i was able it's been like three and a half years i was able to move to california and i have the beach in the pacific ocean right in my backyard there is rarely a day that i don't walk on the beach or touch the ocean Um, it's something that has just brought me so much overwhelming peace and quiet and just love. Um, it's how I pretty much start every single morning and it's how I end a lot of my days when I'm not running and driving all over to soccer. Uh, something mother Teresa once said was God is the friend of silence. See how nature, trees, grass grow in silence. See the stars, the moon, 
the sun, how they all move in silence. We need silence to be able to touch our souls. And that, that says it right there. That is a really, really good way to, to get in touch with yourself. And you know what? This includes your souls. We need to touch each and every one of our souls and find that tranquility in our lives. And by quieting down is exactly what we need to do to make that happen. And I know like I still have tons of thoughts a day that probably don't really serve me. And sometimes I'll even catch myself in some like long anxiety filled conversation going on in my mind. And you know, this kind of thinking only makes me feel more anxious. So when I catch myself doing that, I stop all of those thoughts immediately and really begin to focus on the good and on other positive things you know especially this week i have i'm going flying back to cleveland for to finish up some court stuff that's pretty much been going on since our divorce and i really have been able to use this situation that i have to to do that to watch my mind, watch the thoughts that come in and know to let, let anything go that doesn't serve me and to really focus on the good and the positive. Because remember, where we find ourselves in life, wherever it is, it's a product of all of our thoughts. So let's say that again, wherever we are in life, Wherever you feel you're at, you got here because of your thoughts. So, you know, where we find ourselves, that's, that is, it's a result of everything that we've been thinking. It's like we send little letters to the universe with every thought that we have. Oh, this is what I'd like. This is what, I mean, even if we're not saying that. So if we don't like where we are right now, we gotta change our way of thinking. And this, this for me was the biggest thing. I felt like I had gone through most of my life until about 10 years ago when I realized I was in another really bad relationship. And you know, a lot of it was my, where I was at consciously in my thoughts. And I had to change my way of thinking. I had to change it. And by doing that, my life has, has really become what I'd like it to be. And as simple or as silly as this seems, our thoughts are energy and we get what we think about. So when we are able to find an effective way to kind of turn down life's volume, because it's loud, especially right now, it's really loud out there, you know, then it's easier for us to become an observer of our thoughts. And when we have that space to kind of ask ourselves whether these thoughts going through our head are really serving our highest good, or maybe quieting down the mind and letting those go will help us get closer to where we want to be. Silence really gives us that space to observe, to just observe our thoughts. And Rumi, the great Safi poet, said, the quieter you become, 
the more you're able to hear. And, and that's true. We're going to hear what, what we need, what, what is going to serve our greatest good and our highest self. Because um, it's the silence between the notes that makes the music. And I'm sure you've heard this ancient aphorism before, but it really, really is true. And I feel like I seek to make my home, my life, just a temple of serenity, of peace and love. Everything emerges out of this silence. You know, remember there'd be no music without silence, it would kind of just be one long note without the interruptions. And meditation, along with breathing, have really been the only ways I know that we can really merge into those interruptions, into that space, and make that conscious contact with the source, the source of all of creation. I've been on a daily regimen of meditation, I would say, for the past decade or so. And I personally have seen such tremendous benefits that come with having a regular practice. Most of the significant quantum changes that have taken place in my life, and believe me, there have been some really big ones. have been a result of maybe like a sudden flash or insight that came to me when I was quieting my mind down and listening, listening. You know, I shut down the inner dialogue and make that conscious contact with God, with spirit, your heart, your source. And during meditation, I've learned that this is a time to listen and ask and then get really, really quiet. It's a place where you can, you know, you're pure, you're, you're at your purest inner peace and serenity. And I really hope to bring and share this amazing discipline with, with my children, with, with this whole world, with all of the listeners, with everybody on how beneficial it can be to quiet your mind even for a couple of minutes a day you know an amazing example that we can all look at is Nelson Mandela who spent so many years in isolation and was in deep deep silence during that time and in all of those years as a prisoner you know he went within and listened attentively in profound silence and what happened was when he came out after that incarceration rather than being filled with anger and rage and revenge for what had happened to him he instead had forgiveness and reconciliation as his top priorities and was able to avoid what many thought was going to become a rampage of killing and war So looking at some of these great people, the Dalai Lama, he once said that if we could take every child on the planet Earth and have them meditate for one hour a week on compassion, 
We can eliminate all of the world's violence in just one generation. And I truly, truly believe that to, to be true. Um, you know, this is one of my main messages that I hope I can, can teach, continue to teach children and that they will hear it and see it in action. That's really my true passion is to get kids to realize this while they're young and, and we can change this world. Um, and I want to do everything I can to help make this happen. Um, cause that is that really somewhere in there, I don't know exactly how and where, but teaching children how to be quiet, how to be mindful, how to breathe and how to meditate is the key to, to peace in this world. Um, In the Tao Te Ching, Lu Tazo said that silence is a source of great strength. And I find this to be true. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast, um, but it really is a source of strength. And to bring and show the world how meditation and breathing are such helpful tools, that's that's what I want to do. They are... They are they are two of the key tools we need to continue on this journey that we all call life. Because when we experience periods where we're feeling separated from that loving ebb and flow of the universe, these are the times that feeling disconnected from the source happens for many different reasons. I would say self-sabotage is probably one of the most common causes where we are almost choosing to cut ourselves off from the flow of the universe. You know, a lot of times we're purposefully doing this, though often unconsciously, just kind of going away from that flow that we should be embracing just because we're afraid of dealing with painful issues or maybe we want to shun some of the necessary steps that it takes to grow. To grow can be painful. It really can. You've got to get rid of your crap, recognize your crap, and and let it go. Um, and sometimes we get out of that flow because we're in fear and we're we're just afraid that success or whatever it is that we want won't happen. So when we're choosing or unconsciously choosing to disconnect from the source, we're kind of blocking the universe's energy from passing through us. And then we become sleepwalkers. And I felt like I was that for many years where we're kind of not fully awake to life. I mean, we're going through it, we're doing, we're doing the stuff, but we're never quiet enough to, to see what's really happening or to quiet our minds. We're, we're not awake to anything. We, we don't even really know what our hopes and our plans and our dreams are. They kind of just seem like distant, blurry visions far away on the horizon. And it's not that the universal support has ever left you it's we disconnected from the source and the fact that we disconnected from it we can choose to reconnect to that source 
and reconnecting with that universe, you know, kind of grounds us and it makes it much easier for us to make a real concerted effort to become interested in activities that we love or responding to whatever it is that nurtures us, that stimulates us, that gets you going. What gets you going? Um, You know, you can make a list of activities and experiences that really touch your soul. And then try to pinpoint the times that you've felt fully engaged and aware and ask yourself, what were you doing? Because by reconnecting or knowing what those experiences are is one of the easiest ways that we can do it. And by simply stating an intention that that's what we would like to do, we would like to reconnect with the source and start doing things that really make your soul happy, make you smile. Because when we're disconnected from the universe, our, our sense of purpose, our creativity, and our ability to be innovative are just not as easy for us to kind of access. You know, when we're disconnected, you can also experience a deeper, empty sense of longing or kind of feeling devoid of ideas or unworthy of love. It's so important that we recognize that being disconnected from the universe is never ever a permanent state. And it can be reversed at any time that you decide you're ready to reconnect. Because when we're connected to the universe, all aspects of our being are gonna feel alive and they're gonna flow and the universe is just gonna become part of your being and part of your life. Everything is just gonna kind of be there. So we've talked about a couple of different ways of reconnecting, getting in touch with our breath, getting in touch with nature, simply putting the intention out there that we would like to be reconnected with the universe. All of those are really, really good things to do when we're living in this very, very loud world. You know, adults, children, we're all bombarded with those noises from TV, from our devices, our headphones, just endless sounds to our very overworked ears. It's noises, noises everywhere coming at us, waking hours, keeping that silence away. Um, Even many of us fall asleep with the television. It, you know, we we need the time to quiet down and to be still because all of our creativity requires some stillness. You know, our sense of inner peace really depends on us spending some of our life energy in silence. It's kind of like a time to recharge our battery or to remove tension and remove anxiety or to reacquaint ourselves with the joy of knowing God or knowing our true self, which will help us feel closer to all of humanity. Silence reduces fatigue. 
and allows us to experience our own creative juices. I know this was something, and I still struggle with it, is my creativity. I need to continue, you know, to ask in silence, to listen in silence, and to let silence be kind of the, the jumping off point so that I can become one with that creative force that there is in this universe. I'll leave you with one last quote from Francis Bacon, the great English philosopher who said, silence is a sleep that nourishes wisdom. This is really, really, really true. Think about that. It's from out of the invisible silence, creation flows. It's where we make that direct contact with our source of being. Thank you guys for listening to me today. I hope this has brought you a new tool, a new tool to use to sit in silence for a couple of minutes a day or start to and see how you feel. Observe yourself, observe your thoughts and, and notice. You'll quickly notice if you can keep on doing this that it makes you feel pretty good and you're gonna want more and more. I hope you get to practice. Until the next time we are together, I'm sending you all hugs, love, and goodness to everybody. Namaste. Hugs everyone, bye-bye.